Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, we are finally wrapping up the larger discussion of the problem of evil and asking the question, why does God allow evil? And by now, my hope is that as a result of all the other big questions that we have asked and examined over the course of, I don't know how many weeks at this point, that you would be able to tell me (laughs) the answer to that question. I think that we can build a case cumulatively for why a good and all-powerful God would allow something like evil and suffering to exist in the world. And it's not a simple answer. It is, I hope that you've seen, a very in-depth and it's a complicated topic that requires us to think about and look at and dive into scripture on a lot of different related topics. And so that's what we've attempted to do here uh, as we've looked at this topic. We've covered everything from Adam and original sin all the way up through the theology of bad things happening to good people and whether there is even such a thing as a good person on a biblical worldview. We've also talked about really difficult topics like hell and like the death of children and the unevangelized, those who've never heard the gospel of Jesus. And I think, at least for my money, what it really boils down to in a big way is this whole notion of free will. That it seems like, not just from within scripture, but from outside of it as well in our own lived experience, free will is sort of the the catch-all, if I had to pick one, for where most of the answers to most of these questions end up leading. God allows children to die because we live in a world of free creatures who can at times abuse that freedom, and so bad decisions get made, and it creates circumstances where all sorts of things that can happen, whether intentional or unintentional, that result in all kinds of suffering and death, sometimes including children. Uh, We have a, a world where people generations ago have received the gospel and they've chosen to reject it, not only to reject it, but to stamp it out and to outlaw it. And so now generations later, People are being born into countries where it's not like the gospel has never gone. It's just that the gospel has gone and it's been rejected. And so there's generational consequences that are attached to some of these decisions and rejections that have been made. But we can trust that according to scripture in Acts 17, God is not placing people when and where he does by accident. God knows the heart. And he knows who will respond if they heard. And so God ensures that they hear. We find example after example of this in Scripture. 
So as we go and we navigate around all these different topics, we sort of keep coming back to this idea of free will. And so, again, if you disagree with with us on free will and and you hold a compatibilist uh, position, whether you're a believer or not, that is something that, again, there is support for it. It just happens to be support that I don't find personally as compelling as uh, the libertarian case, and I find that more pieces of the puzzle fit on a libertarian perspective on all this stuff. But when it boils right down to it, why does God allow evil? I think a bit it, it, in a nutshell, it's that God created a world with great purpose and intentions for it. And even when the good gifts that God created and gave to his creation were misused and abused, God chose not to abandon the original plan. Instead, he chose to redeem the original plan and his original creation. Rather than wiping us out and starting over, God chose to redeem and to renew and to restore, and he did that by coming down to us, taking human form, and suffering just like we do, and dying just like we do, so that he could conquer those things, and so that he could offer a means of escape from them. This was not something that anyone else could do except God. So God came to his creation, his broken, fallen creation, because he loved it so much, he loved you so much, that he could not just walk away. He chose to redeem it instead, or at least make redemption possible. And that is why God allows evil, because through all of the evil and suffering that we see in the world, God is working to redeem people out of it and to create beings who are fit to live and rule and reign with him forever. And that, I think, requires a world like this one, that only in a world just like this one would beings who are truly free actually be fit to live forever and yet never sin. And as I said, we're going to dive into more on that next week, but for now, I think that's a good way to sort of round off our discussion of the problem of evil and the question of why God allows evil. I believe that God is completely good. I believe that God is completely powerful. And I believe that God is completely just. And I believe that God is able to use all the evil and suffering that his free creatures have brought into his creation to redeem it. So hopefully at this point, if you get asked a question like any of the ones that we have covered up to this point by someone in your family, someone at work, if you run into a friend and somehow something like this comes up, I hope that you take the opportunity as a Christian to engage in that conversation, to ask some probing questions, and to really invite the person that you're talking with to think a little bit deeper about some of these topics. Because There aren't necessarily easy answers, but there are answers if we're willing to dedicate the time and if we're willing to look at the Bible and really dig into what it actually says, we will find answers. And so uh, I hope that this is a tool that you can use in your own life 
not only to encourage you and to bolster and, and add some solid foundation to your faith, but it's also a tool that you can use to witness to those around you. 